Hey, yes, Jesuits, if you love listening to the podcast as much as we love making it, we'd like to ask you to support the show however you can. We have launched a Buy Me a Coffee page where you can make a one-time contribution to keep the show running. And if you really, really, really love us, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Links to Buy Me a Coffee and becoming a monthly sponsor are in our show notes and on our website, yasjesuspod.com. If you can't donate right now, please, please consider leaving us a review on Apple and Spotify podcast, following us on social media, and sharing us with a friend. All of these things help us to bring you new episodes. So, to all the zaddies and mama bears and everyone out there who already subscribes and support us, thank you so much. We seriously could not do this without you. And now, without further ado, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another reputational episode of the Glad Award nominated. Yes, Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my bestie. The upright standing citizen, Azariah Southworth. Not always upright, but you know what? Here, yes, Jesus, we believe that's okay because your rep is your currency. That's right. And what reputation do you have? How can you build up your reputation and this reputation of others? And we will get to that right after. (laughs) Jamie and Josh are born again Christians, but they wanted to share a message that they loved and affirmed the LGBTQ community. So Josh made an Instagram post and it's a little long, but I'm going to read it for you here. Here's a few parts of it. For a majority of my life, I have lived the utmost of it following Jesus to the most extensive way I know. In the process, some of the most vulnerable population has pulled my heart and time closer. As many of you know and may have experienced, I place my values out there and stand firm so a major change really only comes from the personal hand of God. Now, before you freak out too much, my family still loves and give our whole life to Jesus, and we pray and hope that you do also. Oh, is this going to be a legit affirmation or a slimy one? I don't know where this is going, but he continues saying, I stand with you. I stand with those who are part of the LGBTQ plus community. You are family. I love you and affirm you, and Jesus does not hate you, but loves you wholeheartedly for who you are. I am sorry for how I have hurt you. I am sorry for how the church has hurt you. Yeah, there's a lot of church hurt out there for sure. He continues with, and for the queer community that reads this, I believe you are made in the image of God. I believe you when you say you are born this way and you can't change who you are. I believe you and love you for who you are even when this world tries to tell you otherwise. I know that I have not always been a safe space for you, but I hope I can prove that I am now because Jesus has always been. Well, you know, I mean, the first step towards any kind of growth or change is to admitting what your biases are and like what you need to do to work against that. So that's, I mean, you can't, you know, sometimes when people change their mind and people are still harping on them about how they used to be or how they used to vote or how they, what they, what they used to do. It's like, we're here to open people's hearts and, and help people think a little bit more. So when they start doing that, we can't really fault them for their past. Um, well, Jamie and Josh attend a large evangelical church and their kids attend the school that's attached to the church. And the social media post raised all sorts of trouble. Parents complained. Eventually, the principal said that Jamie and Josh couldn't volunteer at their school or show up whenever there were other children present. Get this. This is the same church where Jamie and Josh grew up and where they had stayed and sent their kids. They even had worked on staff at this church. 
Well, the couple has gone public sharing their story on Instagram and TikTok. They have pulled their kids out of the school because the kids and parents were getting reprimanded for even discussing LGBTQ people at home. Jamie has recently come out as queer and left it undefined. I'm sure she's still a Christian, but this experience has to rattle your faith and your family. They found another church that is much more welcoming, so at least they have a spiritual home. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of when I went um, I, I went to my sister's ordination years ago at the church I grew up in, and the pastor told my childhood best friends who recently had a baby to not let me or my boyfriend hold the baby because of the demons we had inside of us. Oh you know, and, and it just goes back to the point that we've made before on the show. When your church is more about who it excludes than rather who it includes— it's not a church. It's a country club. You know, my mom, one of the reasons uh, that she had converted from Catholicism to Christianity at her friend's church is she had visited her friend's church, you know, and she had been getting closer to God through her friend's church. And the, her whole life, she had gone to Catholic school um, at this uh, St. Simon and Jude in New York, and she had gone through elementary school, middle school, high school there, um, and uh, was ready to marry my dad. And they wanted to get married in that church. And when they talked to the head priest, he was like, do you go to this church? She's like, yeah, my whole life. And he was like, hmm, funny. I don't see you, your name in the collection plates. I don't <laughs> see any checks from you. Like recently. Yeah. And my mom was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And my dad was like, well, how much do you need? And my mom was like, no, 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 no. She's like, we've been going here our whole life, like yeah. paying full tuitions yeah. at this school like all like me and my two siblings yeah. our whole life and now you don't know who i am now you don't know who i right, am right you know it really rebel roused her and made her get up and leave it's crazy because i you know each organization is responsible for their own organization we know yeah. that the big umbrella things of religion are always against uh us or even sometimes just the people yeah. it's ironic yeah. you know um just the mere fact that we if we got rid of tax exemption, we'd solve world hunger, yeah. you know, or if we ate pigeons, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but I think that it's like so funny and weird, a funny, weird, not funny, haha, mm-hmm. that um, someone who could be a part of the community like that and have gone to school and done all those kind of things and, you know, have been a part of this church. This is the same church that Jamie went to all those years, you know, and then all of a sudden they just turned their back on you. That is not a community. Yeah. That is an organization. That is a business. It's a business. Um, and that is your telltale sign. Uh, to find another space it's an indoctrination center that's what it is so jamie josh we give you the flowers we give you props for you know mustering up the courage to say out loud what you know god is about liberation and inclusion i definitely hear yes jesus we're a reclamation of faith for lgbtqi people and allies we definitely are but we're also a questioning of authority like, <laughs> amen like, like it's not like oh sweet jesus and roses all right. the time like we know what this is we know that we're dealing with indoctrinations and mistranslations and money laundering yeah and and, and crazy behind the scenes uh of uh, aspects of adultery and abuse um we know what this is so we are facing it head on but we are doing it uh you know with the heart and spirit we are really trying to find a way uh, to, to make it make sense, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have our rose-colored glasses on. We see it for what it is, but there's a there's a pathway for community and and you know, in doing it in the spirit of Jesus with 
you know. But you know, as a, if you don't have it, you got to create your own, and that's what we're trying to do Amen. here. You know, so welcome to Yash Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's right. You know, that's a praise report. Uh, is, I love this kind of segue because honestly, whenever we get to something about a queer Christian news, it's either going to be something that we're like, oh no, or oh yay. Uh, but this is actually the oh no, oh yay yeah. uh, section of the show. This is the praise report and prayer request. If you have a big oh no, like I need some help, I need like a little bit of more support, um, you could send us a prayer request. You can do that by going to yashjesuspod.com and recording right there on the website. Mm-hmm. Just like say, hey, guys, I need a little help. We could do it anonymously, or you could leave your name and you could even leave your voice um, and we could, we'll work it out. But we will pray for you and we will have our Yash Jesuits uh, listeners pray with you as well. So please add these people to your prayer list. And then we also have praise reports, which is my favorite thing. It's like if, you, if you're just like, guys, guys, I can't. <laughs> like you know like just things happen everything falls into line and you need to share it you need to hallelujah with someone else this is the place to do it yes. we will hallelujah with you okay so we have a praise report and prayer request we're going to start right away getting deep though because uh, we have a prayer request and this comes from ben ben would like us to pray ben says please pray for my ongoing transition as i figure out this wondrous new body that is forming Wow, Ben, that is also a praise report. We're happy that you're getting to explore your true self and your authentic self. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are finding your way to who God wants you to be. So, I like how they worded that wondrous new body that yeah, is forming. It's kind of exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, I know that I um, even just like fully letting myself go as a gay man, like when I, when I officially came out, came out, what that felt like. I can't ever really imagine what it's like to live um, in the trans experience. But, you know, I felt uncomfortable in my own body as a person of size in the queer community. Um, you know, when I finally thought I met my tribe walking into the club and they're like, yeah, you to dance, you know, like, or whatever. Like, I could identify a little bit what it feels like to be in, like, a, the wrong kind of body and that kind of shame and that kind of acceptance that you have to learn. But to grow and to be changing and to becoming exactly who you are to be, um, we're also going to hallelujah with you, Ben. We're so happy for you that you get to experience that and live your authentic self-sibling. Yes, yes. Ben. <laughs> we also have a praise report. As you tell me what the praise report. Yeah, our praise report comes to us from Marco. Marco says, hey. Hey, I Marco. Li- <laughs> I literally had tears when I listened to your episode about don't give it up too easily. I don't cry that much, and I really needed to hear that I am worth it. Oh, Marco, sis, listen to me. <laughs> listen to Aaliyah's Dust Yourself Off and Try Again. <laughs> I know it's like such a like, you know, yeah. cliche old song, but that's the song that gave me that lesson. When it's like, at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off, you know? Because in the song she goes, um, well, what did you do to get to me? What would you say to have your way? Uh, would you give up or try and pin if I hesitate to let you in? Would you be yourself or play a role? You know, so it's like all these kind of questions. It's like, if I really stick up for myself and I really am, let me see what you're worth. Don't give up because I said no the first time or I wasn't ready or, you know what I mean? Like, and and don't, and and it's the same way. You don't want to give yourself up too easily because you don't want to lose this person's attention. Yeah. I know sometimes the really hot ones get away when you're like, when you're not being slutty. I know it sucks. I mean, there is one guy probably still from like, 2002 that i that was like please 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 and i was like no i'd like to get to know you and we never Mm -hmm. did and i still regret it because that butt was cute but let me tell you (laughs) let me tell you i don't regret uh you know like keeping my own integrity sometimes (laughs) sometimes you gotta say no because what's it gonna be one experience and then go away yeah and sometimes that could empty you out you know um or it could be a game changer altogether (laughs) you never know but marco 
you just remember you are worth it, honey. Yeah, so thank it. you for sending that Dude, in. This is really okay. This is almost as this is almost um contrived and a little bit uh, manipulative for like a Christian lesson. But it does. It is. It is. It does bear repeating. There was like a lesson in like youth group where um, they were talking about your body and how precious it is and how you should be saving yourself for your husband or wife, right? And so they had two Snickers bars. Oh yeah, you know this one. So they had two Snickers bars, and then they opened one up the wrapper, and the other one was in the wrapper, and they had us all pass the Snickers bars around. And the one that was open was getting all slimy, and everybody was touching yeah. it like, ew, yeah. and it was getting heated little up in people's Fingerprints hands. on the chocolate. Yeah, it was like all gross. And then they were like, now which one do you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, unless somebody has a dirty finger fetish. <laughs> uh, which, by the way. It's for someone out there. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Um, you know, I might do it, but I'm not yucking anyone's yum. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was a lesson to make me think about, well, you know, maybe only a thousand hands should touch my candy bar. You know, <laughs> not I cut back a little bit, you know, sort of diet purposes. Uh, but yeah, but um, hallelujah to you, uh, Marco. Thank you so much for that nice message. We'll be right back after this with the scripture of the day. My name is Brenda LaBelle from Liverpool, and you are listening to Yes, Jesus. As it's time for the scripture of the day. Mm, yeah. Scripture of the day. Nicodemus scripture of the day. <laughs> it's soul food. That's right. It's the scripture of the day. And today, tell us about it, Ezzy. Comes to us from Proverbs. Oh, I love a good proverb. 22, verse 1. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And favor is better than silver or gold. My dad taught me a long time ago, like, you know, when you sign, like, he was, he was teaching me in second grade, actually. When you sign your name to a piece of paper, when you sign your name to something, you're putting your name out there. So make sure that everything you sign your name to, everything that you're, you're doing, you can feel comfortable with being a part of that. And I think that's a big part of your reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Don't co-sign anything either that you don't want your name to be on. Yeah, especially in this town, honey. Okay, for so many of us, our reputation is what makes or breaks us. And it can be so frustrating because our reputation can change with one little thing. Look at Kanye West. Mm -hmm. We aren't just talking about shallow reputation. If people don't trust us or think we are unprofessional, they don't want to work with us. All right, I've been meaning to get into this for some time on the pot here. Um, because there was a recent LA Times article about designer Marco Marco. You might know Marco Marco from Marco Marco Underwear or from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, he dresses all the queens. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he recently uh, won an Emmy for We're Here for making Eureka's clothing. Um, and I think some of the other queens as well. But um, incredible designer and the real housewife turned flop pop singer Erica Jane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this story can seem like a celebrity gossip tale to a lot of people who might read it. And I'll confess that I was interested because I knew some of the people involved. I'm very good friends with Marco, but I was personally invested. But the more I read the story, now, I should let you know, I don't know Housewives nothing, Azzy. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Look, it's a sense of pride. I don't want to be like one of those. I stopped at Atlanta. I'm not trying to be like one of those gays that's like, I don't watch Drag Race. And you look at them like, right. what's wrong with you? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I have nothing to talk about with you. Like, yeah. it's sort of like a street person doesn't know anything about sports kind of thing. Yeah. But if you think about collectively how many hours of housewife stuff exists. Oh, my God. And how so much. I somehow didn't watch it. And what would I, and I did something else in all of those hours. Mm -hmm. And then if I got into it now, 
it would only mean more of those hours. I mean, yeah. I'd rather play Breath of the Wild too. And yeah. then, like I'm a little bit like hesitant to get into something like that, right? But um, so the more I read this story and the more I thought about what was going on, I realized that this was a story that was all about reputation. It's about trying to build or maybe buy a reputation and about how our reputation could be torn down so easily. And we're going to share some stuff from this article in the LA Times titled The Girardis, The Secret Service, and Wire Fraud Claims That Nearly Ruined a Hollywood Designer. But we'll look at this story the way we look at a lot of things here, Yes Jesus, with a queer Christian lens. Let me and, put my rainbow glasses on. <laughs> and we encourage you to do the same. And we're going to put the link for this article in the show notes. It is a read, Yes Jesuits. It's a good read. Um, so I encourage you to take a look at it in our show notes just because there's so much detail to this. Yeah. And it's pretty juicy. If you like anything housewives or anything gossip or anything just like a, you're going to eat it kind up. of story girl, this is it for you. Mm-hmm. Get into that story in the show notes. Now let's talk about the main character of this story. Okay. First is Marco, Marco Morante, uh, who is Marco Marco. And there's Chris Celia, uh, the owner's of Marco Marco, uh, a very high end queer fashion design studio. Now, first, let me say I've known these guys. A long time. They met in college. They used to be a couple. They're now since not, but they've maintained a great business relationship. They're just like the nicest people. And let me tell you something about Chris, mm-hmm. especially. He's one of those f- those perma smile people. Yeah. Okay. Like if like I just love a smiley guy, and I used to have a crush on Chris like a long time ago because I tell you what, I can't help myself around a person that is just so smiley. Like he's just always uh, kind hearted with like a good smile. And you know, let me say like. Um, they're brilliant designers. They brought such an interesting queer aesthetic to all of their work. They were the first designers to use all the drag race queens in their show. They used trans siblings of all different transitions in the runway shows, people of size, people of color. Um, they're so diverse. Uh, I mentioned he did win his Emmy for the costumes also on HBO's We're Here. Also responsible for huge shows like like the costumes for the Britney Spears show yeah. in Vegas. And I believe that they made like the Katy, the Katy Perry cupcake boobs. Like, yeah. I mean, really like yeah. iconic, iconic stuff. You've seen their work. <laughs> yeah. And I used yeah. to, you know, um, back in the days when I was a curator at the World of Wonder Gallery, their studio is right across the street and we'd go kick it and hang out and mm-hmm. smoke a J and talk about, and I get to see what all the fashions were that were going to yeah. be coming out and you know, the, get to like the tea and like what was going on over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's them. And then you know there's this Erica Jane and her husband, Tom Girardi. Now, you might know Erica from the Real Housewives world. Like I said, I don't watch it, but it seems to be a really big hit with the gays. I could see why people throw tables in artificial legs. But Erica also wanted to cross over into the pop music world. This was something that she was doing a few years prior to her being on um, the Real Housewives. Now, you probably don't know her husband that well, but Tom Girardi was a lawyer. Yes. And then there is Lorenzo Savage, Savage, the third, the head of the L.A. office of the U.S. Secret Service. Secret Service. Are you confused yet? Yes, Jesuits. It's going to be. So let's recap it. We got the designers, Marco Marco and Chris. We have Erica Jane, the Real Housewives star and her lawyer husband, Tom Girardi. And now we have the head of the L.A. office of the U.S. Secret Service, Lorenzo Savage. So let's start with Erica Jane. She was successful on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but wanted to become a pop singer. And she wanted to go the gay route. Because she thought she could take the easy way. Uh, What does the gay route mean? 
It means tastemakers. You you know, like when uh, Joy Behar interviewed Liza Minnelli, uh, Minnelli, Liza Minella. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. Well, uh, Joy asked Liza. She goes, uh, "Why do you think the gays uh, love you and your mom Judy Garland so much?" And she just said, "Because they have good taste." <laughs> yeah, it's that. But also, we can handle camp. Like we like. Singers that aren't that good is too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know we what I mean? we like, love a good tragedy moment. <laughs> we love a good, yeah. We love a good. It's Friday, Friday <laughs> yeah, kind of song yeah, too. Yeah, like yeah. we'll latch onto that. I mean, still to this day, not that it's a bad song. It's actually a good song. But everyone still plays that Miley Cyrus Ashley O song from <laughs> yes. Black Mirror as if she were Gaga. Like right. you know, at the parties, she just wanted gays to love her. She wanted to have a reputation with the gays. Mm-hmm. She thought she could buy in for it. You know, and her songs do have that fun queeny like cunty catty vibe you know what i'm saying like i mean the one song was how many fucks do i have to give like <laughs> yeah you can just imagine yeah that is a certain brand of gay it's not the full lgbtq community but it's it's a portion of it yeah and part of getting in with with the, the ways of doing that was hired was hiring designer marco marco to do her costumes they are very high-end and queer designer so yes. it was a perfect opportunity for her to kind of get in there and get on the radar Yes, and so she partnered up with them, and they made her a black catsuit covered with crystals. Swarovski crystals. She had to have Swarovski. She she had money. Well, let's just put a pause here to say that the going gay and hiring Marco Marco is certainly part of creating and managing her reputation. She knew the type of audience she wanted. She went to a designer that was known for their queer aesthetic, and her songs had that gay club vibe. And there is a certain type of gay that loves the Real Housewives, and that's who she wanted to impress and build her music career on. And Real Housewives is a reputation, too. You know, you want to look rich. You want to act rich. (laughs) You know, like one detail that the LA Times included was that uh, when Chris of Marco Marco showed Erica Jane the cost and invoices the first time that they worked together, she waved them off and she didn't want to see them. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, you already have my credit card on file. Don't bother me with the numbers. You know, so Erica Jane's husband was a high-powered lawyer named Tom Girardi, who was, according to the LA Times, struggling with debt and borrowing money from his financial firm. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he started telling his wife, Erica Jane, that her credit card bills were out of control. He used to sit up um, at Morton's downtown and sort of just, like, hold shop, according to this article. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, like, DAs would come in and, like, uh, police officers. And everyone knew if they sat with him, they could get a free meal and gossip about what was going on. He said it was like a a BMOC, like a big Mm -hmm. man on campus, Mm -hmm. spreading his money around a lot of the time. Yeah, and the point that you made about her brushing off Marco Marco with the invoices is key to yeah. all of this so yes and this is this is that. also three or four years i believe um allegedly before housewives yeah okay well you know of course he would you know approach her about the credit card bills being out of control he knew money was tight and he didn't want crystal coated jumpsuits on that bill <laughs> so here's where it gets really strange though tom girardi agreed to represent a secret service agent named lorenzo savage for free Okay, in a lawsuit over defective brakes in the family minivan. Mm-hmm. When they lost the lawsuit, Girardi actually agreed to pay $100,000 to the couple that lost the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, what they were 
probably what they were really asking for was seventy five hundred, and in the end, that's what he gave them mm-hmm. only seventy five hundred, and they were happy to get what they thought they were going to get. Mm-hmm. But he paid that out of his own pockets to oh, cover so basic. Sweet, so yeah, nice. just so sweet, so nice. <laughs> yeah, but look at about the same time, Lorenzo Savage arranged for agents from the Financial Crimes Department of the Secret Service where he worked to meet with Erica Jane about her credit card, focusing on Marco Marco and specifically Chris. So what what had happened here at this <laughs> point? is she doesn't want to see the invoices. For years, Mm -hmm. they said in the article that um, Erica Jean was counting for 30% of their business. So she was a really big client. And she's thinking her husband's like, you know, fat pockets and flush. And so she's just like ringing up the credit card. She's not even looking. Okay, you're giving her a benefit of the doubt. I, I, to me, it sounds very manipulative on her part to be like no invoices because then therefore there's no paper trail. I think she could be smart enough to have set this up, but that's my, I'm not giving her the benefit of the doubt. Well, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. At this point, I do give her the benefit of the doubt that in the beginning part, Mm -hmm. she just thought her husband was very, very wealthy. He Mm -hmm. was very, very wealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they were were living in a multi, multi multi-million dollar home. They were Mm -hmm. living an extravagant lifestyle. She had every bag and every shoe. Mm -hmm. She never had a look at her bills, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Obviously, she would ring up things like, um, I think it said in the article um, and reading about it in other places, that her and her girlfriends would go to Palm Springs for the weekend and they'd all get matching outfits. Or she'd have a number at at the Abbey, let's just say, and Mm -hmm. she'd have a whole new outfit for that when her backup dancers have whole new outfits. Mm -hmm. She just kept ordering things. Mm -hmm. And even her Swarovski crystal, and Swarovski crystals are very expensive. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I bought like a little tiny bag, mm-hmm. <laughs> like for a designer to help make my sister dress, and that little tiny bag was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So who knows what all of them cost for her? But people were asking for them by name. Celebrities were going, "I want the Erica Jane catsuit that you make." Like mm-hmm. people wanted to order it. It became like iconic to her. They did all her music videos. I mean, this is expensive. They work with yeah. people like Britney Spears, yeah. you know. And so, as she's ringing this up, she's never looking at her cards. As soon as Tom starts to run low on a little bit of money, he starts to go, hold on a second. And it says um, in the article that he mentioned it to her twice. Mm-hmm. He just casually said, hey, watch out with the credit card spending, but like didn't really give her too much detail, mm-hmm. you know, until he was like, you know, until it got a little out of hand. So he has this guy who he represented for free in this case, Lorenzo Savage. He mm-hmm. has him take care of this case. The Secret Service shouldn't really be getting involved in like a right. credit card. He's like, hey, Lorenzo, do me a little favor. Yeah, here. do me a little favor yeah. over here. And they yeah. had Erica Jane wear a wire mm-hmm. and go and meet with Chris. And this part's really interesting to me. She went in there and she wanted to demand where all these credit card charges was coming from. So Chris wanted to solve it. He got really nervous. This is their big client. You know, I mean, they do deal with a lot of people, but they deal on these little one-off shows. She's a consistent client for them, 30% of their business. So he poured through the charges. He started looking at things that he could do. And he said, okay, you know, um, they were claiming you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he said, well, I think it was up to 700, 800,000, something like that. $800,000, almost a million dollars in charges. And he's like, okay, I can kind of find a hundred thousand here. And he kind of blamed it on a bookkeeper that he think that had, that had previously uh, left the business and so, you know, and kind of was like, well, it must've been them. And let me just double check this. We'll, we'll figure this out. We'll solve it. You know, he, he must've messed up running some credit cards. There's a lot of nuance here too, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's true in in Hollywood, and I've seen it all the time because, you know, I buy costumes and have things. I mean, I, I'm not an off-the-rack bitch myself, so mm-hmm. I have to go. I've been to Marco Marco several times to have my outfit made for uh, Drag Race. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and other events. Uh, they did all my costumes for my musical, Jersey Shoresicle. Like, mm-hmm. so I have worked with them and know how this kind of thing works. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the Halloween costume and magic shop down the block and places like that down the block from yeah. them where you can go and buy like a $9 hat right. and then take it back and maybe charge 20 Right. But it's business, baby. It's business, baby. Like Erica Jane, you can go yourself to the Hollywood right? costume. Exactly. And pick up the nine freaking dollar hat. We did it for you. Back. you but I think during us. this time, there must have been like a panic on those kind of things to try yeah. to find overcharges. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying to do anything just to please your client. Customer's right. always right. You know, especially someone that's, you know, trying to claim you $800,000 yeah. in charges. Yeah. You know, so this must have been like really scared. So he said he was going to try to figure out and he blamed it on that bookkeeper. Yeah. But it wasn't true. But he wanted to preserve and protect his and the company's reputation. So it's trying to make it right for the customer is what Chris was trying to do. But then the Marco Marco office still got raided. And and Chris still got arrested by the Secret Service. And here's the crazy thing. They never questioned Marco. Mm-hmm. Marco is the as the outspoken, you know, a face of, of Marco Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that's got all the social media followers and the big famous friends. And Chris is the guy that's running the shit work it back at the office you know to be fair yeah you know he's still part of the glamorous jobs but he's doing the business and all of the contacting and all of the appointment arranging and all of that kind of stuff and he's a very meek and kind guy so instead of going to marco who's like the loud mouth big face of all of this they question like the meek softer side of uh marco marco yeah. in order to get him to be flustered yeah and for your business to get you know raided by secret service the fbi whatever and and to get arrested that damages your reputation. Absolutely. You know, for your immediate Again, employees. Again, these are guys that did like Britney Spears. Your... They do the Ringling Brothers. They do all kinds of big shows and big events. And here they are. All of their entire shop is being delayed. All of their deadlines are being delayed. You know, like a lot of the house, other housewives pulled out on, and, and other people pulled out because they were like, oh, you know. And now, here's the interesting thing. Years ago, before this had all happened, Erica Jane had been involved in another credit card fraud scandal surprise, surprise. this one included people like jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon yeah. and it was this esthetician in beverly hills that was actually overcharging them okay. and they won the okay. case so when this happens she's like i know exactly yeah, what to do she she knew she what kind to of do was like this has happened to me before mm-hmm. kind of thing and mm-hmm. i think she just knew how to get her money back you know what i mean there's it's, working in the financial industry there is language to use and if you know how to navigate and what to say and what to do if it was pen based or if it was a signature based transaction it's you can like you when can you navigate want to actually system. return something to amazon or when you want to keep it and right. have them like say it's okay keep it yeah like oh it's broken it yeah. doesn't work right whatever you know what i mean yeah. she knew the dialogue and yep. so um this is where it got kind of crazy because without fully questioning chris or marco at this point mm-hmm. before they even got the secret service involved American Express business had already refunded $800,000 to Tom mm-hmm. at this point when he really needed the money. Mm-hmm. He was already doing his like dirty deeds of taking money from his business and his clients. Stealing from clients. And stealing yeah. from clients and all this other stuff. And he was in a really low spot. And here's someone that's like, you know, holding court at the steakhouse usually, yeah. paying for everybody's meals. And now he's living on credit and he's like questioning his wife's credit and all this other stuff. So this came at the perfect time for him to get the money. So he did get the money refunded. Right. But someone's got to pay that bill. Mm-hmm. So now the Secret Service is involved and they're coming after Chris and Marco. Tom Giardi also got American Express to refund him that money based on the arrest and the raid. Fast forward to now and prosecutors have dropped the case. So Marco Marco's in the clear legally, but their reputation has taken a huge hit. Yep. Business neighbors saw what happened. Employees saw what happened. People heard through the grapevine. Well, 
Tom Girardi was indicted for federal wire fraud charges. He is now accused of swindling more than $18 million from clients between 2010 and 2020. And Lorenzo Savage denies that he used his position at the Secret <laughs> Service to help out Tom Girardi. But the LA this Times bitch. story really doesn't make him look that good at all. How does the Secret Service get involved in something so pedestrian as as, as, as an old credit card overcharge? And if you pay attention to the news, specifically what LA Times reports, and if you live in LA, you know that the police force here at the highest levels is run by gangs. So it's at the highest level. I don't care what your fucking title is, Lorenzo. I don't care that you're the head of Secret Service. doesn't mean that you're not corrupt. And you, you, you were already doing unethical things by taking a dinner with a lawyer and doing favors. Like, fuck off. Yeah, but even still, even if he thinks like, oh, we're going to get this guy for you. And the, it's really these two. It's really Tom and Erica here who are at fault, who are mm. like literally frauding each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's frauding her husband. Her husband's yep. frauding his clients. Yep. They're they're both frauding American Express. And then they they don't even care that they're picking on a queer business, right. a queer self-made business that came from two college kids who took themselves all the way to be Emmy winners. Yeah. Like, you know, um Cuz they only care about themselves. Exactly. The, keeping exactly. their little privileged it, life. Precisely. And I think that this is something that needs to be spoken about. This is why Absolutely. we're talking about it here on our show. I think that everyone's I think about how everyone's reputation was damaged in this story. Every single one of them. And it's so hard to earn trust. And it's so easy to have your trust torn down. Mm-hmm. And while trying to save his own reputation, Tom blamed his wife and her credit card. She blamed Marco Marco, and they all went down together. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of the Garden of Eden story. After Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden, they all cast blame on each other. When God confronts Adam, he says, The woman whom you gave to be with me. She gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Uh, Adam's blaming Eve and also blaming God. Yep, not taking accountability. Then God confronts Eve, and she says, the serpent tricked me, and I ate. So Eve still blames the serpent for her own actions. Yep, and remember part of guarding your reputation is also owning up to your mistakes. You know, Erica Jane and Tom Girardi, they could have our respect, but they don't because they didn't take accountability for their own actions and mess but we do mess up i mess up we do it a lot i do it a lot but people can respect you a lot if you admit you messed up confess and ask for forgiveness when you deflect blame on others and you tear people down you know that that did not deserve it at all i you know you you ruin their reputation you ruin yours yours as well you know it's it's important. And I, you know, I suggest you guys read this article and tweet it out um, and try to support the young queer business and, you know, take a lesson here. From and tell Adam. Bravo to kick Erica Jane, Erica Jane off. Yeah, she needs to be off. I think. True. She's, on her way out she's, anyway. she's, she is a threat her, to queer people. The thing that really bothers me the most is her song is called It's Expensive to Be Me. <laughs> and who the fuck dressed you? It's unfortunate to be you. Who dressed you? <laughs> right. Who made yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. Whose, whose fingers bled stoning those tights? Yeah. And it's so annoying. Yeah. Because not only does it affect this, this these two queer businessmen, but also all of the people that they employ. Yep. There's a whole business going on there. Yeah. That they that they affected with their selfishness. Scam artists. Um, you know, uh, let's let's take another uh serpent lesson here from Adam Eve, Oof. Erica Jane, 
Tom Girardi and Marco Marco. Oh, Lord. Uh, Marco Marco, we're praying for you. Yeah. Um, uh, we're giving you our love and support. You guys, uh, for your tithe, love offering, charity, and act of good this week. Go buy some Marco Marco underwear. Or yeah. Get it designed. Get yourself some hot Marco yes. Marco underwear for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or maybe you've heard someone else's reputation. Yeah. yeah, it can happen through casting blame like in today's story, or it could be gossip. Maybe it's time to confess and apologize. I know that there are times in my life where I've had to do that, and I'm sure it won't be the last. But say a little prayer of confession to God and then actively try to find the person, you know, if it's not going to cause more harm, who you blamed or gossiped about. Yeah, clear your name. Yep. You got to confess and ask for forgiveness too. So I know it's not possible in every situation, but as much as you can, you know, just maybe today's the step of just recognizing, of just acknowledgement. And maybe it's the kid who was picked on in high school for you. Maybe it's a former co- co-worker, current co-worker. But, you know, let's do the work. Yes, Jesuits, let's repair our reputation and, you know, let's do some reputation repair here. Yeah, we could do it. Um, you may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other and learning from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. So please reach out to us. Let us know. We want to know who you are and we want to feel your presence. We also want to spread love to other queer Christian music and artists. So if you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, not Erica Jane's, then send us an email <laughs> to contact at yashjesuspod.com with the link to where we can find an MP3 file, the song you want us to consider. Um, we're going to get down to our closing prayer now, but, you know, we have more drag queen prayers. You know, this started at RuPaul's DragCon, but it's gotten bigger and better, as, as you know. We've been mm-hmm. all over the world now and all over the country uh, meeting with different queens and collecting prayers from drag queens. In this day and age with everything that Christians have to say about queer people and about drag queens, where are the prayers? Show us the prayers. Put your prayer where your mouth is. <laughs> because, honestly, I don't – there isn't one – You have all this shit to say about drag queens. Where's the prayers? So you know what we're going to do? We're going to have drag queens pray for you. We're going to flip the script. So we have have a drag queen prayer moment coming up right now. And this is amazing. Um, Right now, we've been everywhere from L.A. to London to To WeHo (laughs) to Israel. And we've met some amazing, amazing queens. And we've got some holy prayers from some divine drag queens. And today, we're going to open our prayer segment, Prayers from a Queen, with a prayer offering by Brenda LeBeau. I pray that everyone just is nice and it's so easy. It's not a difficult thing to do. Just be nice. Be be fucking nice. That's me. Done. 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 Amen. Amen. (laughs) Simple and sweet. Be fucking nice. It's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of niceness. Um, Erica Jane, take a book out of Brenda LeBeau's prayer. Um, (laughs) And now please bow your heads, but uh, unless you're driving because Jesus can't actually take the wheel. Father God, you are the only one who knows our hearts. You know who we truly are inside. And you put us in relationship with one another. Please help us guard our reputation and to build up each other's reputations. Please keep us from tearing each other down. And just being nice, like Brenda LeBeau says, help us remember that we are all on this earth together and that all of our boats will rise when we build each other up. We pray for all the people wrapped up in the story that we talked about today. We pray for the Marco Marco company and all the people around it. We surround them and we protect them. We pray for Marco Morante and Chris Alia, and we pray for we pray for Erica Jane and Tom Girardi and for Lorenzo Savage and so many people even beyond who we named that are impacted by this. 
this is a moment where we need healing and we need mercy and we need grace and truth to prevail. Yes, and justice to come down. <sighs> we also pray for Josh and Jamie. Thank you that they are vocal and visible allies and keep them strong through all the trials that come with standing up for the LGBTQ people. Thank you for their courage. Help them to share their love and their allyship so that others can be allies in their conservative churches. We pray that Ben's transition is as smooth as it can be, and that as their body is changing, you know, comes with all sorts of thoughts and feelings, help Ben experience true trans joy and share that joy with others and to love their new wondrous forming body. We pray for Marco, not Marco Marco this time, but single name Marco, who is hearing encouragement and taking it to heart. Thank you for our listeners and this community and for this fun little <laughs> sizzling hot episode. Yeah, we had a little hot guys episode, <laughs> man. <laughs> a little bit of something current yeah. instead of biblical times. But you know what? We're grateful for it. Um, and we're grateful for the opportunity to have a platform to speak out on stuff like this and mm -hmm. help our queer community by shining a light in this darkness. Yeah, because, you know, that's that's what it's about, too. That's the call of Jesus to 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 flip some tables sometimes, you know, yeah. and say, this isn't right. I'm sorry, you know? you know, like this is, this is an injustice in our community yeah. and it needed to be spoken yeah. about. So we thank you for giving that opportunity and for listening to this story on another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, nominate us for a GLAAD award. <laughs> Too late. Uh, please make a donation uh, through the Bias and Coffee button right on our webpage. Also consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or five stars on Apple or share us with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and keep this show running. That's right. You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website at yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Yes, yeah, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, I'd like a cat suit covered in Swarovski crystals. But guess what? <laughs> We're sending you an invoice. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Yash Jesus is hosted by me, the reputational Daniel yes. Fran. I don't know. I lost myself there. <laughs> Daniel Franzese and my bestie. And I'm boycotting cat suits. Azariah Southworth. Thank God. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. So just don't forget. That's right. Guard your reputation. Treat others well. And remember, God loves you just as you are. So put on that cat suit and keep praising the Lord, y'all. <laughs>